0: Hi, and welcome back to the 22nd episode of Gulam Laka. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> My last episode was in January, if I'm not wrong, which is about five months ago. Wow, that's like half a year gone. Um, and honestly, yeah, um, keeping up this podcast, I don't know why I stopped, honestly. Maybe because I've been busy doing a lot of content on other platforms And the podcast was really a way and a place for me to um, really just talk and let my (laughs) thoughts flow out, which I haven't been doing a lot actually recently. And I wanted to start this episode because um, I just got a new mic and I am intending on creating more podcast episodes, but I'm not too sure whether I'll keep this one. Um, because I do plan on making a newsletter and then having my podcast episodes um, as a paid feature of the newsletter. So I think I would keep Gulam Laka free and probably really rambly and personal. Um, but the new podcast, which would be the new, new newsletter, I'm not too sure how it's gonna go. I'm still kind of planning it out trying to figure out what exactly i want to say and how it's going to be helpful or beneficial for anyone who might want to subscribe to it so that's that and i'm recording this in the middle of the day so you might hear quite a lot of background noise i usually record my podcast episodes um in the middle of the night (laughs) like at 2am or 3am because I can't sleep, and that's why I think it tends to sound very sleepy, it tends to sound very calming to some people. Um, Surprisingly, I've had people reach out to me and tell me that they miss my podcast, which is really surprising because um, I stopped recording (laughs) in January, but I still have consistent plays um, the past five months. Which is like, why? I really didn't expect any plays at all. Um, and still, there are people finding these episodes and playing them. Uh, even though there's no uh, structure to it, I, I, I would think that people normally would want to listen to podcasts that have some kind of information or some kind of valuable um, yeah, like return. But I guess not. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you've been a long-time listener or if you are new uh, to this entire thing, <laughs> welcome. And so I just wanted to catch up. I just wanted to let you all in into what I've been up to the past few months and kind of like a short life update. Mm. So where do I uh, leave off? I ended the last episode in january and that was when i was in the middle of um quitting my first full-time job uh which sounds really scary honestly i was spending like every single day trying to figure out what was the best decision to make um really frankly speaking uh last year was a super super like uncertain year so many things were just out of my control And um, the funniest thing was, I remember earlier in the year in 2020, people were talking about what sort of careers we wanted. And a lot of my friends were saying that I wasn't someone that was suited to the public sector. And I agreed because I feel like, you know, it's not that I was someone that was extremely liberal or, you know, extremely freedom loving but I struggle a lot with um, authorities and I struggle a lot with doing things just because they've been done a certain way Um, and in the public sector that that is all you do all you do is really just uh, follow the rules and follow the structures in place uh, even if they are not optimized even if they don't serve the people that they're supposed to serve and I don't think this is just true of Singapore. This is also true of a lot of bureaucratic systems around the world. Um, and going to the public sector, which was my first full-time job, uh, it gave me a lot of things to, to think about and to learn. And I'm honestly pretty grateful that I went through the entire thing. Uh, of course, in the middle of it, I was pretty upset. <laughs> I couldn't really sleep very well. Um, I felt like all the colour from my life was bleeding away, which is such a terrible feeling that I don't want anyone to feel. And I would say that yes, there are a lot of people who are satisfied with their jobs in the public sector. So this is just my personal experience. Um but going in uh working in the stat board um I think it was already a pretty good deal. Uh the stat board was interesting. Uh the kinds of work and programs they did was you know at least personally interesting to me <laughs> um i guess it was just the format and the company culture like the organizational culture that you know uh, affected me the most um uh, when I, I when i had questions people didn't have answers for me um and people just kept telling me to get used to it or to go with the flow um which really didn't make sense to me because i feel like I can take any instruction as long as I know what the intention is for and whether it's helpful, whether it's beneficial, which I think is like the baseline, right, for any sort of work that you do. Um, But in my experience, a lot of the instructions that I got were unexplainable, which I feel like is really like the minimum requirement for any sort of job that is assigned to you. And going through that whole process... At least I can say that, yeah, I have experienced a little bit of what it's like to be in the public sector. I sort of can understand the mentality behind the decisions that they make. Um, And it's not like a black and white thing. I do think that the public sector does a lot of very good and meaningful work. um, And it's always a necessity. You always need to have certain governmental bodies and institutions to do the paperwork and to do the um, yeah, documentation and the archiving of things, to audit things. It's all paperwork. And unfortunately, in today's world, a lot of our meaning is derived from these forms of legitimacy. So I would still say it's a necessity. And going in gave me so much to think about. I think also coming from an anthropology background i become very very sensitive to cultural nuances and that was kind of a double-edged sword for me um it was a good thing because i could very easily like very quickly catch on to the cultural norms in the organization i knew how to navigate um, power differences or at least ask questions about them i knew how to figure out like how do people get ahead um i could kind of suss out like um people who had a bit more heart for what they were doing versus those that were cruising by coasting by um and i had a lot of questions the bad part was that yeah because i was so sensitive to these sort of things that there were more faults that jumped out at me um there were also more tensions and frictions that i couldn't reconcile and what i learned was was that with every work there's always going to be tension and there's always going to be conflict it's just a matter of what you can tolerate and it's just a matter of um you know whether you are still allowed the space to do the work that you want to do even as you navigate all these other things that you don't want to do um and Coming to that conclusion, I realised that staying on in that job wasn't going to do anything for me. I think it came to a saturation point where I knew that I learned you know, as much as I could and uh, there was just no way for me to make any breakthrough while I was there at this entry-level job. So I made a promise to myself. I said that, um, that I would come back someday. Not necessarily into the organization but i would still work in the same area um, with the same kind of people in the future when i have a lot more negotiating power and when i have a lot more legitimacy uh, that is what i'm planning to do and so that was the first full-time job and i think when it comes to me i am someone who makes a decision very clearly (laughs) based on gut instincts and i've always been afraid of people calling me irrational because of this Um, but in all my life i do think that it has to be pretty well Um, my intuition and my gut instinct i just cannot rationalize myself out of a bad situation i don't think anyone should do that unfortunately Um, but in that few months I, i saw a lot of people who were not happy with where they were and that they had all these wishes for something different, but there was just a huge sense of helplessness. And I, and I, it was a it was a mentality that I just didn't want to hold on to. Um, I know people would say that uh, you are not your job. You know who you are in your nine to five isn't who you are outside of it. Um, I think that's questionable because if you inhabit a certain mindset for the entire day, it's not so easy to switch off um, and let. And not let that affect you, who you, not let that affect who you are, when you're not working. Uh, for example, like if you are constantly working in a bureaucratic structure that you know uh, reinforces your helplessness, reinforces this um, overarching power of the authorities, then most likely, uh, when you're off duty, you're probably gonna have those feelings linger a little bit. Um, you might feel that way towards your relatives you might feel that way towards um, society at large and there's really no way of separating the mental space i know some people can do that uh, with a lot of years of practice but for me at that age when i was working i was only 23 um, and i knew that i was a lot more impressionable than i portray myself to be (laughs) so i just didn't feel like if I was a sponge at this time, I wouldn't want to be soaking up all this negative energy. You know, I don't mind being 32 or 37 and coming back to this kind of job when I am much more settled in who I am and much more settled in my values. Um, but as of now, at this age, um, it's really not the time to be <laughs> soaking in all these uh, very self-limiting beliefs, I feel. all after I quit this full-time job, um, the anxiety kind of set in pretty early on, <laughs> job anxiety, and I was still kind of grappling with a lot of things that left a huge impression on me in those few months. So the first two months was spent unlearning a lot of these min- mindsets, um, unlearning, you know, this kind of like uh, complaining about the public sector, um, you know, being so disillusioned, jaded. Uh, I had to take like two months to get out of that um because I was I was just so uh fed up with the kind of uh yeah like the kind of shitty excuses that people were giving me (laughs) when I was there so it it did take some time to come Mm -hmm. to terms with the fact that um yeah it just wasn't suitable to me it was just wasn't it just wasn't a good fit and I was raging a lot in the last month but um unfortunately yeah there wasn't much i could do at that job in my position and it took quite a while to get rid of that uh hold and to look towards things that would um maybe lead to my next job or to you know build up my sense of self again (laughs) i did also pick up freelance writing so in the past few months uh, i have been doing some freelance work and this is a whole different ball game (laughs) so really primarily my main concern uh for the past few months was navigating self-employment and navigating what kinds of employment i should be seeking for myself whether i was made to work in a big company in a small one or for myself um trying to understand what my long-term goals are, trying to understand how to get to those long-term goals. Um, And I've been in a funk, you know, earlier on, maybe for the next two months after that job. uh, I was really anxious and I wouldn't say depressed because I wasn't clinically diagnosed or anything, but... I was definitely in a very low state of energy. Uh I would be spending a lot of time in bed. I would be spending a lot of time um stressing out over jobs and and not actually applying to them because I was just so uh I, I was just so reluctant to go back to an office. Um I think it kind of scarred me a bit, you know, <laughs> uh the first full-time job. I just felt like oh my god, no way am I going back to an office and having to navigate all these emails and all these office dynamics again, um, and that tells me a lot about who I am, right? I mean, um, I think it's fine if people can tolerate the office, and I think now I'm just trying to figure out my standards of of like tolerance. I'm trying to figure out: Do I want a boss? What kind of boss I want to work for? If I do want a boss, um, if I'm self employed, can I deal with the lack of structure? Uh, and I'm still asking all these questions, honestly, uh, and really slowly, things start to fall into place, um, and things haven't quite fallen into place quite yet, but I do have trust that with every every month that passes by, I am learning a lot about myself, and I think that's key. Um, really, really important that uh, I am actually Doing this kind of work because i think it's super rare to be able to just sit down here and to think about it and to plan this big picture thing i know a lot of people don't have the same privilege of being able to do this um, while being unemployed you know uh i still have the i still have the bandwidth to be able to do things that i enjoy not for the sake of money for a short period of time and that's why I've been content creating a lot. I've been on Booktube, Bookstagram, and as well as TikTok. So I created a talk account, um, really trying my best to figure out like, you know, is content creation something that will help me gain a better sense of what I want to do in the future. And it's just really interesting to start to articulate yourself online. And I've talked about this a little bit on my YouTube channel quite a bit actually about how being online has really changed my understanding of myself um, and yeah I am really enjoying the process uh, and I know it's kind of rare for people to focus their energies on all three platforms and content creating to this extent but I'm learning a lot and I think that's what helps me continue this entire process, I realise I, I tend to do quite a lot, um, and I'm quite inherently restless, <laughs> always trying to do something, um, and yeah, so current update, I'm still doing a lot of stuff about books, I'm still reading a lot, uh, it was not an easy uh, past three months, so I've been unofficially unemployed wait i've I've been officially unemployed for about three months now but it's not really (laughs) unofficially i don't know because i've been doing freelance work and that's another thing i i'm thinking about right like if i want to be more serious about my freelance work then i will be self-employed so for the past three months i was semi self-employed semi-unemployed semi doing content creation for free which might convert into a paid income stream in the future which I I don't really know but it's all really quite exciting to think about all these things now and this is a really recent revelation honestly in the past month I've been spending so much of my time being anxious about what I was doing and I went back to the whole idea of like why am I not working a nine-to-five why can't I seem to find a job that I can do And I would be happy doing because the fact is that I can do, you know, a whole range of jobs if I want to. If I really like put my efforts into crafting a a damn good cover letter and tailoring my resume, I think it's possible for me to apply to jobs that are pretty decent. Uh, But I think now I still have a lot of psychological block when it comes to, yeah, like applying to a conventional job at an office and navigating all of that dynamics again uh, I am a huge introvert. I really really don't enjoy the the whole process of having to be in yeah an office of people that I don't really know and having to work alongside them. I think that maybe if it's a, if it's a small company it might be better uh, but those are some new things I'm learning about myself nowadays like I don't mind working by myself for long periods of time, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we are reaching 20 minutes of the podcast, and I'm surprised because I haven't I haven't been doing podcast episodes for a long time, so I, I wasn't sure whether I had things to say or whether I forgot how to talk <laughs> or speak. I don't know, and to ramble. Um, but yeah, surprisingly, I was able to fill out an entire 20-minute episode (laughs) so thanks so much for tuning in i feel like it's just so amazing that things tend to look so fuzzy and blurry for a short period of time but there are these moments of clarity that make it quite worth the wait and i think i am gonna dedicate more time to finding those little um spots of clarity uh amidst amidst all this uh, fogginess really and thanks so much i guess oh i'm repeating myself but thanks so much for tuning in all the way and um if you are listening to this episode just feel free to uh, message me if you know me or dm me on my bookstore on my booktube just tell me what you think about what i've said and you know how you found the podcast if i haven't been updating this at all <laughs> And yeah, I wish you all a very pleasant week ahead. I hope you're doing well. If you're not, I do hope that things will start to look up for you. And yeah, uh, we're all in this together. So thanks so much and see you in the next episode. Bye.